0: You're listening to TGP Extra.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to TGP Extra for the 27th of July 2012. Now, you might be wondering why all those bells were ringing. Well, I'll tell you. Today is the day of the opening ceremony of the Olympics, and... Um, The whole of the British Isles have been encouraged to ring out their bells at 12 minutes past 8 this morning. Even Big Ben was involved to the point where Big Ben actually chimed 40 times over a pace of three minutes to coincide with the rest of the country ringing their bells, churches, whatever you've got that can ring for three minutes just to celebrate the fact that it's the day that the uh, Olympics start. So as it's the the start of the Olympics today, I thought I would play in a recording from... Richard Vobes, actually. He has given me the all-clear to play any um, recordings of uh, emails and such like that I've had read out by him on his show, and I thought this would be a good one to start with. This was broadcast on the 11th of August, 2008, and it was featured in Vobes' show 1023, or 1023, depending on how you look at it, and I know that statement will annoy Lloyd Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) but here we go this is um, an email that was read out by Richard about the Olympics see what you think and it's time now to go to an email
0: and this is from this is from Mark find the right fader This is from Mark Taylor, he says Hi Richard, your remarks about the Olympics and Olympians in particular made me a little disgruntled Uh oh He says these guys are people Who put all their time and effort and resources into gaining recognition for something they love doing He says some gain awards for their efforts and others break records by achieving things that no other has ever achieved Does this sound familiar to you at all? No, I don't know what you're talking about. This is as for saying that all the Olympians are just an ostentation of peacocks with a look at me look not-what-I-can-do attitude. Well, you're no stranger this yourself. You cannot say that the Vobes has no ego. None at all, mate. Just listen to the majority of the Vobe shows. I don't know what you mean. Ego in this show? Another example would be the TV proposal episode entitled... Look what I can do! That's a good idea. Hmm, I have to make a film about that. He says, I rest my case. What on? Ah, only a small collection of bad eggs, dope in sports. I don't condone what they do, but I can see that they will do everything in their power to succeed by fair means or foul. Uh, you have to admit that this does happen in all walks of life. Most of the main players in society get where they are by cheating, corruption, and stabbing somebody in the back or in the chest. Even the public at the gram, uh, pub- even the public, even the pupils. Thank you. Even the pupils at the grammar school in my hometown are taught to tread on everybody to get what they want in life. Burn it down, Mark. Go with a match tonight, uh, secretly. Don't tell them I said and. Burn that grammar school down. I don't think it's very nice that little old grandmas are being taught how to tread on people's toes. You want to go to that grandma's school and when there's no one looking, nick their handbags. See how they like it. That's what I think. Um, he says there are two things, however, that annoy me about the Olympics. Right, Hogan, just before Mark Taylor... Before We get on to those annoying things that you find annoying. Um, what are we saying in this? Uh, You've got the guys that put that. Yes, okay. It's got. I've got. Hang on. Glass of water time. Calm yourself, herbs. Okay. Um,. I've got no problem with the peacocks, as I want to call them, the people who've got the big biceps, the people who can run faster than anybody else, who can throw a javelin and all the rest of it. I've got that you know, People collect stamps. People look at bird tables. People go glancing into the sky. People collect numbers on trains don't they? And I've got no problem with anybody having their own individual things. Some people sit in a beach hut every blinking night and record something so that other people can listen to it. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. There are people who do completely strange and mad things, and some people put lots of time and effort into it, and I couldn't agree with you more. There is nothing that is sad or s- shameful about doing those things. Well, maybe sad in the case of the man in the beach hut, but in the case of everybody else, um, I think it's absolutely laudable that they, if they want to chuck a piece of aluminium as far as they can or they want to get some mock cannonballs and put them on a chain and run round and and sling them as far as they want, that's fine. I've got no problem with that. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. However... What I do have a problem... With, and and I don't mind if they want to have a man in a clipboard measure the distance that they can run and then jump into a sandpit. I have no problem with that either. They can do that. I don't care if somebody wants to make a, a record. We have, do we not, something like the Guinness Book of World Records already. But we don't have to spend billions of billions of pounds. We don't have to have half the world uh, looking in on their television just to watch these little things. I mean, when the bloke who ate 752 thousand stinging nettles in order to get into the World Book of Records. I mean, isn't he by definition, if he's managed to break the record and no one else has ever done it, isn't he? Isn't that an Olympic sport? Isn't that an Olympic occasion? But we don't jump up and down. We don't sort of waste all our money. We don't have to go uh, and, and build mega stadiums. We don't have to have it thrust onto our television and down the news and every blinking news channel ever we go and it on the papers in the front page. Do we? If we want to find out... Who who's managed to uh, eaten uh, the, the most pork pies in ten seconds flat, we can pick out a book or we can go online probably and find out the name. If I want to know who's managed to throw a piece of aluminium or run it, or has sailed a boat faster than anybody else, surely it just needs to be a recording. This bloke did it at that time on that day. I really don't get it. I don't understand why that this whole huge, massive, self-serving, self-sufficient, Sophisticated, self satisfying business has come about from this, and then they can turn around and say, Oh, well, that's an Olympic sport, that's an Olympic sport, that's an Olympic sport. But that isn't, and that isn't. Rolling cheeses down a hill, bog snorkeling, um, darts, although, no, they are not allowed in, but only these things are allowed in. Why? Hmm? Why? I think it's absolute hypocrisy. Right, let's carry on with the rest of your email. So firstly, there's several things about me, uh, two things that annoy me about the Olympics. Firstly, it's the corporate side of it. OK, I understand the games need, games need to be funded, but the sponsors, should not be influenced, the sponsors should not influence the results of any decision. In 1990, the decision to award the 1996 Olympic Games to Athens was reached because it was their 100th anniversary of the modern games. The theory was to hand it back to the country who invented the concept. I was in Athens at the time, and the whole country was ready for the biggest celebration ever. This did not happen. Why? Because the Games were awarded to Atlanta. So where does the corporate side of games fit into this, you ask? Well, Atlanta is the headquarters of Coca-Cola, and it is located... A Coca-Cola puts more sponsorship money into the Olympics than any other company in the world. You can't tell me there's no connection. Do you know what I say for that one? Let me answer that one, then, Mark Taylor. Nice man that you are, listening to me in the bath... Just don't slip underneath and accidentally miss the bits when I'm talking to you. Because I know what it's like. You're washing your hair and you can't hear it, can you? You sort of put your head... I don't have to do that anymore because I don't have to wash. It. Um, why don't they just build one... Why, you know, they built the uh, thing. Why don't they just have it on an island in the middle of nowhere? Or in... just have it in Athens and leave it in Athens. And every year, you're going to have these games, you're going to have them have it in the same blinking place. Or bung it on a desert island and everybody goes to the same place. Why should we have to keep building all these new exciting... Thank you. Why do we have to keep by building all these new places for the bloody games? Hmm? Why? We don't need to do that. You need to do that once. We could have done that 20, 30 years ago, couldn't we? We've had one stadium. That's it. That's the Olympics there. Each year, da-da-da. And people could then go there. They could train there throughout the year. Different times, get a feel for it. Everything's on an even... Playground. They haven't got to train in different, you know, different uh, parts of the world, in different, uh, they could train on site for a year, and then everybody knows that in an organised situation, when you can monitor the average temperature and the average conditions every time and the average sort of breathing apparatus uh, conditions and all the rest of it, no smog, this, that and the other, and nobody's got all this extra business put up. You haven't got this infrastructure of, for, for three weeks, one place has been built, millions and billions of money has been spent, and then what? It's going to be just sat there doing absolutely bugger all. Really drives me up the wall. Secondly, says Mark Taylor, the, uh, is the fact that the athletes should not be paid a salary uh, Should not be paid. should, should not be salary-paid professionals. I would agree with you there. They should not be paid professionals. They should all be amateurs and do their thing off their own back. Uh, they should not be part of a professional team other than their Olympic squad. Yes, I would agree with that. It came to light that this was not happening. In the 1992 Basler Games when the so-called USA Basketball Olympic team was made up entirely of professional NBA, I don't know what NBA stands for, players. Uh, National Basketball Association players, would it be? Uh, Like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing. Of course the USA, the United States of America, won the gold medal. How could they lose? I don't know. How could they lose? This is not the only sport that the United States of America did this. In 1990 the Wimpet Wimpet Olympics, the Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. The United States of America ice hockey team was made entirely of NHL players. I don't know what that means either. National hillbilly loony players. (laughs) Could be. To this date, that still happens. In Beijing games, I have noticed more countries are doing this also. For example, Brazil have the likes of Ronald McDonald. Oh, hang on. Ronald D their Olympic football squad, who is a player in the Spanish La Liga and gets paid millions of pounds of mouldy potatoes. Wimbledon tennis tournament winner Rafael Nadal, along with Roger Federer and Andy Murray. Oh, it wasn't Andy Murray, a sportsman... Something, somebody called Murray was a sport. Was that a mint? I'm getting confused. We'll be representing their respective countries. And this is the sporting equivalent of Elton John taking part in the Britain's Got Talent or X Factor. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Elton John taking part in the X Factor. He might get voted off. Um, especially when he's blowing a candle in the wind. When it comes to the Olympics, my heartfelt respect goes to the competitors of the para, Para, paraplegic games. Not only are these guys have to train hard as the able-bodied athletes, but they have to overcome a disability also. Yes, you do, but you don't get paraplegic um, tiddlywinks, do you? I know that some of these athletes are born with a disability, so it is second nature to them, and some have had their disability forced on them. What, when they join up? To, what kind of sport would you like to go in for? I'll go in for the uh, para para. para Plegic Olympics, please. Righto, we just bash up your legs and uh, chop off your arms. There we are. Would you like to get in there? So this is, uh, there's a one, there, there is one lad in, oh, I hate this, this Team GB. What? What? That is like a corporate crappy saying, isn't it? Team GB. Why don't you say the British team? There is a lad in the British team GB. Oh my God, that's like calling the post office consortia, who has had both legs amputated from the thigh down. His legs were crushed in a train crash and he is taking part in three field events in Beijing in certain sports. The athletes have no vision whatsoever and are taking part. Well, they won't have any vision in Beijing, will they, because of all the smog. The paraplegic athletes are using unsung heroes, are the unsung heroes of the Games, as they do not get the recognition or the coverage that their able-bodied counterparts do, even though they bring home, on average, double the medals of the non-paraplegic Games. Well, if they bring that way, they should be competing against the others, then, surely. I was a member of the British Red Cross for ten years, and one of the events I was privileged to be part of was the World Paraplegic Games that were held at Stoke Manor, I was basically a gopher for the athletes, but I found the honour of being invited to play in practice game of wheelchair basketball for the Brazilian team. I'm not wheelchair-bound. I'm egg-bound. So this was very hard for me, and at the same time, very humbling experience. So, Richard, when you talk about these athletes, remember, most of them are like you, following their ambition in life. Well, I have to say, the latter half of that, I completely agree. I think the paraplegic guys... are of course um, absolutely spectacular and marvelous what they do and of course, I agree that the uh, the uh the people in it should not be the paid professionals and when you hear the pampering that goes on and you listen to the stories where they talk about the uh, the, I don't know people from the 40s or 50s, 1940s and 50s taking part in the uh, Olympic Games and they had to sort of put up with uh, dreadful drafty barracks of some, uh, I think was it, have we had them in the UK before at some time? or Wherever it was, in Germany or somewhere and they just had to put up with dreadful barracks and army barracks and uh, all sorts of places and they trained on hard concrete, none of this uh, nice sort of um, terra firma, not terra firma, astro turf firma, 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 Burma Burma from Turma. And and they had to wear woolly this and they didn't have all this sort of special speedos and lycra and, you know, all this sort of nonsense that they have now. I think it's absolutely stupid. I mean, they would run around in woolly hats and scarves and and bring in monkey boots, which is fantastic. And that's how it should be, you know, Um, and I think that's far 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 more interesting than all these... Tossers in their, in their sponsored things and all this corporate this and corporate nonsense. That's why I refuse to watch it. I just refuse to take part. To me, it's absolutely a load of bollocks. I'm sorry. Um, that's my views on the subject, and I'm entitled to my views, just as you are, of course, gentle listener. I'm not saying my views are right. I'm not saying they're right. I remember the complete at the beginning of the discussion, I said, am I the only one who thinks this is a load of old rubbish? Am I the only one who couldn't give a monkey's about the Olympics? That's it. I'm just trying to find other people who um, don't care about the Olympics, then we can all band together and have a good whine and moan about it. And that's all it's about. If you like the Olympics, then that's fine. I've got nothing against you doing that. It's your prerogative.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed that little rant by both sides of the parties. And I hope you will tune in again for another TGP Extra or, indeed, a Garbage Pod show in the future. Don't forget. Send an
0: email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com
1: That'd be fantastic if you could. Take care, one and all. And I'll speak to you again soon.
0: The Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.